Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. UFC 281 preview show starts now! Yes, the hunger of the combat sports world is focused on the Big Apple, the setting for UFC 281 tomorrow night. It's at the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, where a long-reigning world champion will look to exercise some demons at the main event, while the challenger will look to improve to 3-0 in their competitive rivalry. A lot of important questions will hopefully be answered when the UFC's return to MSG commences. But today, we talk about some of those burning questions with all of you on the MMA Fighting Live UFC 281 preview show. Thank you for joining us. We're a few minutes early. Surprise. We're just so excited. I am Mike Hack, and folks... If you can't tell by the energy in my voice, the anticipation levels are super high for me. I don't know about you, but I am jacked and I am ready to go. And I'm happy to be joined along this ride with my best friend, Alexander Kaylee, AK. How are you, my buddy? How are you, my best friend? This is a great day. I, I, Hello, I'm my best feeling friend. good. It is a great day. Uh, I'm trying to think of a poll to throw up. We did one earlier at the weigh-ins, the live weigh-ins. Uh, how many titles would change hands? One was the predominant answer, 47%. So I don't want to do that again. I think we got a pretty good sample size there. Uh, so I'm just trying to think of a poll, something real juicy for people to sink their teeth into. You know what I mean? And uh, I'll let you guys know when that poll is ready. Well, maybe this could be the poll because I, I, let's just get this out of the way here. People don't come to listen to me talk. They come here because they want to know the answer to one important question that comes from you. And that question is, oh. what is the gymnastic score for UFC oh. 281? Because the card is loaded. I imagine the score is pretty high, yeah. but I'm intrigued. I love this card. I, love this card. Uh, I went 10 out of 10 for UFC 280. Like I said, like if, the, if everything landed, like that card could have been an all-time great. It wasn't. It wasn't. We, we, you know, we know how that card turned out now. It wasn't a bad card. I don't think UFC 280 was a bad card, but um, you know there were some disappointing, somewhat for- forgettable um, bouts. Uh, some of the undercard didn't deliver, but I still thought it was a really good card. And I think if you take like the the top slice of it, you're pretty happy with what you got. 281 similar. I mean, I think it has even more star power uh, than 280 had, at least uh, on, on the prelims, uh, sort of name recognition wise, uh, rankings implications. So, but I guess maybe because I've been I've been bitten by 280. Should I temper my expectations? Is it also, am I afraid that we get another, you know, uh, Adesanya uh, main event that isn't necessarily the most crowd-pleasing affair? I'll, I'll, I'll temper my Let's go, but let's keep it high. 
just keep it high, guys. Stay positive. I think this card could be like a 9.6, which would still be an all-time great card if it hit if everything lands. I think it's gonna be a 9.6 on the degree of difficulty scale. I love how the UFC has built up most of the matchups in this card. Uh, I like I love the booking, um, the, the, the pairings that they've come up with. It's just a really strong card. I think we've said something positive almost about like almost every fight on the card. And uh, if you guys haven't heard about it, we'll we'll certainly go over some of those uh, positives today. Well, let's let's start with the main event. Israel Adesanya, Alex Pereira. Look, the chapters in the story, they're well known at this point. This has been brilliantly set up and built up by the UFC. And I think we can all admit, without the history between these two guys, the two bouts they had in Glory of Heroes kickboxing, the knockout in the second fight, the mere thought of this fight happening right now, it's just plain ridiculous, AK. It makes no sense. But the story is here. And the UFC did an amazing job getting us here. The fight is just so fascinating on a number of levels. So just when you think about this fight, someone just asked you on the street, they're like, I know you, you're Alexander K. Lee. You're the best friend of us all. Tell us about Adesanya versus Pereira. What are you telling them on the eve of this fight? I would say, first of all, MMA is supposed to be fun. This is a very, very fun main event matchup. Now, why is it fun? I would then ask, do you, do you guys remember UFC 1, UFC 2, UFC? Do you guys remember the single-digit UFCs when it was, you know, kickboxing versus sumo versus uh, Krav Maga versus Taekwondo versus karate or whatever? We didn't, you know, this was this was before we had rankings, before we had, you know, a, a proper roster even. And we just wanted to see the best fight the best uh, from their respective backgrounds. Now, in this case, we know... We know that Alex Pereira is a world champion kickboxer. He's he did it twice over with Glory, uh, middleweight, light heavyweight. I want we know that he's beaten the champion. He's beaten the champion in combat sports. It's not MMA. I understand. I understand. It's not MMA. I understand that the champion uh, Israel Adesanya, his accomplishments in MMA dwarf Alex Pereira's accomplishments in MMA. He's only fought seven times, or this is his seventh fight. Right. This is. Uh, Sorry, this is his eighth fight. He's only fought seven times professionally in MMA. Three times in the UFC. One ranked opponent, uh, Sean Strickland. But for me, that's all it takes. Because as soon as he, I mean, as soon as his last fight with LFA, as soon as it became clear that he was making a very, very hard pivot to to committing to MMA, how could people not want to see him fight uh, Israel Adesanya again? We, we thought it, it was a little bit of a long shot. We thought, well, he's, who's he going to have to beat? You know, middleweight has actually had like a pretty good lineup of um, contenders when when Pereira signed on with the promotion. But as uh, as the champ himself kind of pointed out earlier this week, he cleared out the way. You know, he took out the Cannoneers. He he took out uh, he took out Robert Whitaker. He took you know these are uh, Marvin Vittori. These are guys that Alex Pereira did not have to fight on the way up because you know again why why, why would they throw those guys back into the contenders line when Izzy's already beaten them some of them twice in the case of Vittori and Whitaker. The fans wanted a, uh, the UFC and fans wanted a fresh challenger, and this guy just so happens again to have, to be a foil of uh, Adesanya. He's a stand-up fighter. It's very easy to envision how this fight will go just by watching their first two fights, which again, uh, Pereira won. Right? I mean, he close decision in the first fight, insanely insane knockout that's been repeated a million times. <laughs> the second fight. So how can you not want to see it? Uh, don't worry about, again, oh, uh, how many MMA fights Pereira has had. Don't worry about where he is in the rankings, like in the global, in, in our rankings, the MMA fighting global rankings. 
Uh, he's only number seven. So he's pretty far behind some of the guys, again, that we said he didn't have to beat. But again, at the end of the day, there's this great history between them. It's a great stylistic matchup. I feel there's some element of unpredictability. We can kind of get to that more in a bit. And this to me is how a, a uh, the mixing of the martial arts should be at the, at the highest levels. So I'm just really excited about it. I think unpredictability is is such a great word because at this point in the build, I feel like it's so it's kind of difficult to even break it down anymore because I feel like we've been doing that for months and months since 276, even before this thing had a date attached to it. We've already been starting the process and even before that. So I feel like as soon as Pereira side of the UFC, we're already talking about this fight being a thing. And no matter how you slice it, it's just really tough because no matter where I sit at any point in attempting to break this one down stylistically, I get stumped, AK. I really do. Like, Because one minute I feel like Israel's experience in the spot, one of the things you mentioned earlier, one of the big talking points, just in that cage, will this be enough of a difference? And I just think about how hard Alex Pereira hits and you're giving him 25 minutes to land something big. And then I get there and I'm like, all right, this could happen. And I think, well, how's he going to get there? Is, is he just going to wait for him? Will Izzy be the aggressor? Will Pereira have to be the aggressor? And then I remember that if he is the aggressor, that's the most dangerous Adesanya actually is in these fights is when someone is bringing the action to him. That's when he's at his best because he counters so sneaky and so well. And there's so many ways to look at it. My confidence is so low at every turn when it comes to picking this fight. And usually I feel pretty strongly about going one way or another, have some sort of vibe or whatever. And with this one, this is just a constant seesaw battle. I can't remember the last time, AK, that a fight maybe asked so many questions ahead of it. So like, what questions do you have? Are, are you having as hard of a time with this as I am? See my best friends. I like, now I got to give you, I got to give you props. This is why we work so well together. I like the term seesaw because that's kind of what happened with the lead up to this fight was, I remember when, again, when Pereira was coming up, everyone started, and once everyone started discovering, you know, sort of the first two fights between them, suddenly it became, oh, well, Pereira is going to kill this guy if they ever meet. Look, without having watched the first two fights, and it was just when people learned of their existence and they saw the knockout, that's the one everyone saw. And then kind of, and then, oh, and he also beat him by a decision. So then there was like suddenly this leading towards like, oh, like Pereira, maybe he's the guy at 185 to, to end the the uh, the Edisonia reign. But now, now that, like you said, we have scrutinized it so much, we in the media, fans, other fighters. I remember Henry Cejudo, I think when the a matchup was initially being talked about, was like, he just threw out some tweet. It was like, oh, Pereira was going to kill this guy because he beat him twice in kickboxing. And then later, like, apologized, like, oh, oh, I watched the two fights, by the way. I I, I take back my, my initial analysis. And I'm like, yeah, that's what most people did. They, they watched the two fights. Um, and, uh, and now it's almost gone too far the other way. Now it's almost gone too far, like, well, Izzy was robbed in the first fight and Izzy was winning the second fight till he got knocked out. I, I, like, now that people are like, super confident that he's going to beat uh, Pedetta. And for me, I've just landed, like, right back in the middle. I'm like, that's what makes it so great is I really think it could go either way. And I guess the biggest question for me is, a lot of people are thinking, will Izzy mix the martial arts? You know, uh, offensively, he has not shown off a lot of wrestling, has not shown off a lot of grappling. Why would he? He outstrikes everyone um, that he's fought. He has really good takedown defense. Like, he does mix the martial arts. He just does it defensively. Great takedown defense, great grappling defense. Um, so you have seen it, but people are saying, will he take advantage possibly of, you know, a less experienced MMA fighter? Maybe go mix in a takedown. Maybe, maybe go for a submission. Maybe show off some wrestling. Uh, maybe we get some, you know, some Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan vibes, right? How crazy would that be if he just like out wrestled Alex Pedetta for five rounds? I highly doubt that would happen. 
because again, it's not as if Alex Pereira is not training in MMA as well. I mean, again, may, maybe he's not as well-rounded as as, as uh, Adesanya. We don't know. But I, I don't think it necessarily makes sense for Izzy to go away from his strength, um, even if that strength also happens to be the greatest strength of his opponent. Um, so we could see I, – I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a takedown. I, thought, I think it would be so fun if we saw like um, – you know, ADCC, uh, Israel Adesanya suddenly. I just don't think that's going to happen. But that certainly is on my mind. That is on my mind. Every time I see like a, like a, maybe even like a fake takedown, I'm going to wonder like, man, is he, is he going to do this? Is he going to change the, change the, the game here and mix the martial arts? I mean, I'm not a fan normally, but you're kind of intriguing on Saturday. What if Pereira shoots a takedown? Like what if Possible? he lands a takedown early? I mean, he's, I, I don't expect that to happen, but you can't not learn a hell of a lot getting smushed by Glover Teixeira every single day in Danbury, Connecticut. Plus they brought Dominic Reyes out and he's a, he's a pretty good grappler. He's, he's, his submission skills are pretty strong, like much better than he gets credit for. He's worked with Wellington. Like this dude, who knows? That's what, that's what makes this fight so fascinating because you just don't know what's going to happen. Here's a question I have that, that I've been thinking about. And I saw it like in the promo before they actually went out for that final face-off. Because the mental side of this fight is really interesting to me. Because Pereira has the two wins. His confidence will be high. And we know Adesanya is always confident. But he does have a guy standing in front of him that does have two wins over him. Yes, it was kickboxing. Yes, it was in the past. But it's something that will be on your mind, especially if you got knocked out. And it's probably been on his mind deep down since Pereira got signed. So Adesanya has been playing this off like, hey, listen, I moved on. I didn't even think about it again. It doesn't matter. But his body language and everything he has said this week tells me otherwise because he is coming in seemingly with a massive chip on his shoulder to prove the doubters wrong. I feel like this means more to him than he's letting on. So let me ask you this. Let's say Adesanya goes goes on after this Pereira thing plays out and he wins like his next 15 fights and he goes up to 205 and he wins another belt and he accomplishes the highest of highs in terms of accolades that this sport can offer but he loses tomorrow, doesn't get that win over Pereira. Do you think a guy as passionate about the sport as he is, a man who is so rich in history, student of the game, do you think he'll ultimately be okay with that or that he won't be totally fulfilled? It's hard for me to get into Izzy's head. You know, uh, how can you get into any fighter's head really? But I, I think he could move past it. I think every fighter, most fighters anyway, even the greats, there's, there's some opponents they just never... They never got past. They just just had their number. Um, it would be strange and probably very uh, troubling for Israel Adesanya if for some reason he just couldn't beat this guy. Um, you know, again, a very accomplished kickboxer, a great fighter, but is he's fought a lot of great fighters and he's figured them all out. So to not be able to figure out one person, um, not counting uh, Jan Blachowicz, but I mean that that was a pretty that was a nice pretty yeah, decent different. competitive fight actually. Yeah, it's a whole different thing, right? Um, it doesn't have that history. You know, like I said, history is the word we keep bringing up when we're talking about this matchup and it matters, it matters as much as, as much as, uh, uh, Izzy has kind of said to the media that, you know, it's not something really personal. It's more about, you know, he's more focused on himself than, uh, than, uh, Pereira as much as he can say that to himself. I'm sure he and, and, and coach Eugene and the team have said, you know what, listen, we're not focusing on the past. We're not focusing on what happened until you're actually in there until you're the, the moment is actually upon you. Um, you don't Oh, and, or you said even after Mike, let's say he does lose to him. There's no way to prepare for that. Um, so I think Izzy is pretty, pretty, is pretty mentally solid. 
I don't think it would be like this this career defining like oh if only like like the one that got away thing. Um, but it's definitely something he'd never forget. But it, you know, he's the kind of guy I think he uses motivation. I don't think it brings him down. I don't think it ruins his legacy. He he would use his motivation. Um, so it would stick, but maybe in a positive way in the long run. Oh, of course not. But he's. I only ask that because he's a perfectionist. This dude is like the Blahovich thing. Already understood. There's a lot that went into that. Kind of rushed up to a to a fight at 205. Didn't go his way. This is different in a lot of ways, and he's just a perfectionist. So even just. Even just talking about the the aftermath of the Cannoneer fight, and that was a dominant win, and he still was pretty hard on himself after the fact. So, I mean, he's – I don't think that this is the case. I don't think he's going to be like, oh, well, I can't, I can't be a Hall of Famer because I didn't beat Alex Pereira. I can't do this or this. Like, I think it'll probably stew on him at some point, but I don't think it's going to, like, overtake his soul or anything like that. So, uh, I was just curious what you thought since that's one aspect of the fight that hasn't really been talked about. But currently, uh, and as – We've gone live. The betting odds have shifted slightly. Uh, went from minus 215. Uh, now to minus 210 for Israel Adesanya. Okay, come back on Alex Pereira. Plus 180. To me, this seems pretty accurate in theory. Does this feel right to you? Yeah, that's that's where the odds should be. As Again, I, I, would, I, I would love to see a longer history of the movement. I wonder uh, if it's remained mostly steady or if it, again, if there were sort of these kind of dramatic peaks and valleys. Because again, wh- when people were first looking at this, Pereira seemed like the perfect opponent. Then people went and watched the fights, and they're like, okay, he's still clearly a good opponent. He did beat him in two fights, but there's more to it than just the result. There's more to it than uh, Pereira by unanimous decision or Pereira by, you know, knockout, even when you see the clip over and over and over again. Um, so, you know, people are smart. People people are, and like I said, are maybe now going the other way, are maybe now saying, well, despite the fact that uh, Izzy might have been winning the second fight, despite the fact that Izzy may have won the first fight, Pereira clearly... Um, presents some sort of problem for him. And even if you want to discount the previous fights, if you want to just look at uh, Pereira's UFC work, I mean, listen, he's a great striker. We talk about the knockout power, but you don't become a two-division kickboxing champion just on, like, wild power and just slugging it out. Like, this guy has to, this guy has all the technique. Um, he, he He's huge. I mean, he is really big. You know, the, the, the making the weight was a big deal this morning, and you, you know why. It's not like this is a guy who's struggling to make weight just for discipline reasons. It's like it's because he is making a hard cut down from God knows what above, you know, uh, probably above 205 pounds down to 185. Um, he's the kind of guy who he would not be clear to fight in, in uh, California. And I'm going to check. I don't think he's fought in California. Um, but I bet if you saw the rehydration numbers, they would probably be – yeah, he's not fine in California. Uh, the numbers would probably be shocking. Um, he'd get a hard <laughs> – he would get a hard like letter from the uh, uh, the CSAC telling him, uh, yeah, you're not fighting at 205 in California again, buddy. You're, I'm sorry, at 185. You're, you're going to 205. So the size definitely, definitely matters. Um, but again, it isn't just size. It isn't just strength. He, he really does have great technique. Um, so it, you know that's, that's a part of the story. But that's not the whole story. Um, it's really fascinating, and I could see, I can totally understand why there's more faith coming in on uh, on Pereira. Because if it stays on the feet, man, I don't know how anyone can say with any confidence that either guy is going to, you know, necessarily dominate the action. Uh, I'm sure there's smarter people than I, much more experienced kickboxing analysts than I, who could tell you like why, like, oh well, this one thing this guy always does, this this one thing this other guy always does, and that that'll be the key to this matchup. I just think there's so many there's so many aspects to it that um, I, I am not willing to like strongly say myself that uh, oh I, I guarantee a victory for either man. Well, let's do our best here. We're not guaranteeing anything, but we're gonna we'll give our picks. 
So AK, does does Adesanya get one back, or does Pereira move to three and zero in the rivalry and become a UFC champion and just his fourth UFC fight? A part of me wants to see it. Nothing against uh, Adesanya. I just like chaos. I just think it'd be a crazy story. I don't know what my my big thing is. We kind of had some internal Slack discussion. Like I don't know what would happen to the pound for pound rankings. Because uh, Izzy, I think, is in the top three or top four, uh, four at lowest, I believe, in, in any of our uh, our own rankings. He's number two, I think, consensus on our pound for pound right now behind Alexander Volkanovsky. If Panetta beats him, like, I, I, I again, it's a definition of what does pound for pound mean. We have to come into question again. It would just really, really mess things up. But I think in a really fun way. So as much as I hate, you know, I hate to see our rankings like destroyed. It'd be an interesting question. It'd be a really, really fun discussion to say where does uh, where does Pereira land there. So uh, I am going by Izzy by decision. Maybe I'm just playing it safe. Maybe I don't want to see that uh, the most chaotic timeline unfold. Uh, I think the size of the cage uh, matters compared to, compared to fighting in a ring. It's very, very, very different. Um, and I think that uh, Izzy has certain advantages in the octagon uh, that you know he didn't have in the ring. Where again, he did well against Pereira anyway. So I don't think he, I don't even think he needs to mi- needs to mix the martial arts that much. I know we said that's maybe something to keep an eye on, but I think even if it's just a striking battle, um, I still like Izzy to outpoint him. And in the later rounds, if he can frustrate him, maybe we see uh, an, an Izzy finish that so many people have been have been calling for. But I'm going with slightly more well-received battle than some of um, the champions' defenses have been recently, and uh, Israel Adesanya by decision. Like I said, and you know, it's a seesaw. I've, I've been back and forth, and. I can only go with what my gut is telling me, like, right this second. I do think Adesanya wins. And not only that, I think he ends this fight before it goes to the cards. Like, I think Prayer have success. I think he will land. He might even he might even drop Izzy at some point. But after a few rounds of, like, just not landing that monster knockout blow, that, that quick-ass left hook that he lands, and those short little punches that are so sneaky... I think heading into the fourth round, he's just going to have to step up his game. He's going to have to be a little more aggressive. And I think Adesanya is ready for that. And I think he's going to take advantage of it. He's going to catch him down the stretch. So no confidence at all. But my gut right now is telling me Adesanya fourth round TKO. But like I said, very, very, very little confidence. I like that. I like no that. one's that like very few are saying Adesanya finishes. I, like they're saying it's not in play. I think it's very much in play. Here. Yeah, I think it's very much in play. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey. 
instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's go Let's go to the co-main event because New York's most heated fighter, for some reason, New York just doesn't like Carlos Esparza. <laughs> I mean, it's just, been, it's just been so crazy to watch, man. Even at the way, and she's getting booed out of the building. Defending her strawway title against... The clear baby face of this one, Zhang Wei Li, the former champion. There have not been a lot of people cheering for Carla Esparza, as you've heard all week. And there's not a lot of people in this wonderful space of ours that are giving Carla much of a chance here, if any chance. A lot of one-way traffic talk. People just feel like this is a horrendous matchup for her. Do you feel the same way? I yeah I mean sometimes the what's the Occam's razor right some I feel like sometimes the most obvious answer is the is the answer right we can break it down all we want we can talk about how you know we and I've done it multiple times is Carla Esparza being overlooked is she being disrespected um you guys pointed out in another show like she's definitely like a hall of famer like she almost has to be a UFC hall of famer if, if just the bottom line is two-time UFC champion I don't know if there's anyone uh, – I'd have to check that as a two-time UFC champion who isn't in the Hall of Fame already or is guaranteed to be in the Hall of Fame in the future. Again, there's political reasons why, you know, how people are selected to go into the Hall. But the title is pretty well respect, has been pretty well respected so far um, outside of a few names who we just know Dana White just doesn't like <laughs> or has beef with. But as far as it's been a good company woman and, again, two titles plus – just fighting the best of the best for the better part of the last decade. Uh, Ultimate Fighter winner, they like that. That always looks nice in a resume. So we say all these things, and then even giving her all this respect, like it's impossible not to respect her and, and say all the and, and mention her accolades. It's so so difficult to pick her to win this matchup. It just feels like Zhang is is a nightmare for her. An amazing athlete, super strong, and again, just like I was saying with Pereira. Beyond the physical attributes, Zhang is an amazing boxer, like has great boxing, uh, just great all-around skills, great, really good, like I think takedown and grappling defense. Like she might get taken down. I don't know what Carla can do with her down there and for how long, if if she can even have sustained offense in the ground. So Carla, listen, if you're out there listening to this for a reason, I look forward to you proven wrong. I was very happy she finally got her tele shot with Rose Namajunas. I don't think anybody was happy with the fight itself. That's fine. But I was certainly happy to see uh, uh, Carla, you know, get, not just get the title fight, but get a win. Nothing against Rose Namjunas. It was just a really cool story for, story for Carla Sparza, who'd kind of been overlooked for a little bit, who, who really had to grind it out to get that second shot. Um, so all the credit and respect in the world to her. But I'm, I'm with the majority of the people. I'll probably throw a poll uh, just to see what people say. But I think everyone's leaning Zhang, and I'm, 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 not, I'm not against it. Uh, I'm definitely leaning with the uh, the former champ to uh, to get a second title reign herself. 
I know Jed and, and other handicappers, if you will, they're surprised at the betting line, but because they feel Zhang should be favored much heavier than minus 325. And statistically, AK, this would be f- like so far away from being the biggest upset in the UFC title fight, like from that perspective. But in the minds of fans, media, and honestly, every fighter that I've talked to about this fight, it just seems like no one's picking Carla. So like in your eyes, how stunned would you be if Carla won this fight? Like how big of an upset, like in the AK upset system would this be? Is this like a top three stunner for you or are we that high? No, no, it's nowhere near, it's nowhere near like Sarah GSP territory. It's nowhere near uh, Pena Nunez one territory. None of that. Um, it's, it's a second tier. It's second tier. It's up there because in my mind, in my mind, Mike, despite everything I've said, I, I do have this image of like the we get the best possible version of Carlos Sparza. We get maybe a slightly off night from Zhang Weili, and Sparza's wrestling just carries the day. And I'm talking I'm talking like old school John Fitch grind it out, just like hugging those hips, uh, uh, tr- uh, just sticking Zhang Weili to the fence, you know, mixing in a little ground and pound, um, adv- you know, kind of advancing position, but not doing just enough not to get stood up, and doing that for 25 minutes. Uh, it, it's that to me is the only route I see. If, if other people are predicting, I don't know, as far as like a shock submission somehow, uh, you know, more power to you. I don't know what the odds are, but I think for any Carla finish, I would imagine is no lower than like plus 1200 or something like that. Uh, people just don't see that happening. Decision even is probably a long shot, but probably closer in the 500, 600 range. Um, so I, I can see it. Like it, I can see how it can happen. You really cannot disrespect again, wrestling great cardio and uh you know just the, the resilience that Esparza has shown but if we're talking skill for skill um uh, stand up i just don't see Esparza lasting long at all if, if it's if it's on if it's contested on the feet for any amount of time i just don't see how it lasts uh and again if she can't if she cannot get that wrestling going i mean she's just gonna be taking punches for for 25 minutes um so either she's gonna get knocked out early or it's gonna be a, a lopsided decision i think in in Zhang's favor so again for anyone out there betting asparza i mean you're not super crazy a plus wrestling she's got a plus wrestling we've seen a lot of champions win a lot of fights with just wrestling uh i just don't think you can do that against against Zhang. so asparza is a dog plus 270 uh asparza by decision plus 450 Sparza by sub plus twelve hundred. Yeah, that's what I Sparza thought. by KOTK or DQ plus fourteen hundred. Only so, really. <laughs> yep, that should be higher. That and, should be like plus two. And all Jean, and, and all Wei Li methods are plus money. TKO would TKO be also like a, TKO would also be like an injury, right? If there was like a random injury, that would count as a yeah. TKO, right? Oh, yep. so there you go. <laughs> there we've you seen go. a lot of listen. We've seen a lot of weirdness in big fights this year. I hope that does not happen. We just heard about poor uh, Calvin Cater. For anyone here about that, we got an upset in Calvin Cater. Uh, ACL, right? Torn ACL. Torn ACL. And he says, expects to be back end of 2023. So fingers crossed, everyone, please. Nothing but positive thoughts for the fighters in UFC 281. And, and we get uh, you know satisfying results in the two title fights and, and all the other fights. I do, like, I, I'm with you on that. Like, I'd be shocked if Carl wins this fight. It wouldn't be, like, all-time stunner. But I'd be shocked. Because, but it's not all time because I do feel like there are paths to victory here. I just don't know if the fight is going to last long enough for it to get there. To me, Carla has to win the first round, maybe the second. Like, if it's the first round's competitive and she wins the second, she's got a shot. 
if she goes down 2-0 and makes it to the third, it is not good. But if she could steal like the first round and extend this thing, she does have a chance to win. But with John Whaley, that is asking a lot. So listen, I think Whaley gets her out of there in the second round. I I just think her strength, her power, her athleticism, Zhang's well-roundedness. And I don't even know if like Carla might be an A plus wrestler, but I don't even know if she's better than Zhang. Like with MMA wrestling, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's a case to be made that it's closer than people think. I just feel like this. This. I feel like this is a nightmare matchup for. Her. I do also feel like the female fighter of the year may very well come down to the result of this fight. Because if Esparza wins, she wins hands down, in my opinion. There's no, there's no other option. You beat yes. Rose to win the belt, and then you beat Zhang Wei Li. When no one thinks you're going to win, you're getting my vote. And Zhang has a great case to knock it out, Yuani and Jacek, and then winning the title back. She's in there as well. So uh, what was your official pick? I'm, go- I'm going but I'm going Zhang by a second round knockout. So, yeah. Friends forever. I guess we had a little, friend, a little friends forever moment. <laughs> a little double F. We'll save this. Uh, the singing I'm afraid, for, listen, I'm afraid to yeah. sing anything. We should know. We've had some monetization issues, hopefully resolved. I'm afraid to sing anything now, Mike. I'll be honest with you on these shows. Yeah. We'll save that for, for on to the next one, listeners. We haven't had any issues with that show. Um, I don't know why. You know, not and then, of course, that. we have. Yeah. Do we? Because. It's it, the production quality is way lower than these shows. Um, <laughs> Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler is happening. Hmm. Let's touch on this and then we'll do one more thing and then we'll go to the peeps. I've said this a few times, this fight in a vacuum, the matchup, everything. It's phenomenal. It's fire. And I'm not an idiot. It's the front runner for the, for the fight of the night. Like I totally understand the excitement behind this. But AK, in terms of this division and trying to give it a fresh coat of paint, give us some new faces, I'll put it this way. If they paired each guy up with a different fighter that's on the come up, one of these killers on the rise that we talk about so much, like I'd be all for it. But I don't like this fight for the division. And the biggest reason why is because what is probably at stake here? Because to me, the stakes in this fight should not be as high as they are. Again, the fight is awesome, and we're going to watch it. We're going to enjoy it. We're going to have a watch party watch along live on the YouTube channel. We can all watch it together and just go crazy for it, and it's going to rule. Like, i fully expecting this fight to rule. I'm not debating that fact at all, but the end of it, I think we'll remember for a little while how great it was, and then I think we're going to have an epiphany. I think for the short, t- short term, we're going to be like, yay, this is awesome. Long term, we're going to be like, why? You know what I mean? I just, I love the, like the fight's great, but I just feel like there's so much more at stake than there should be for this fight. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, we'll have that sobering moment, Mike, as you mentioned, when, when we do Otno, uh, when we sit, kind of sit down to our Otno picks and, and do our live Otno show on Sunday, um, when we realize like, yeah, it's as, as fun as the fight probably will end, turning, end up turning out to be like how little it leaves us to really talk about um depending on the winner again as we've said michael chandler does you know he's he's kept his call outs consistent he's trying to keep his name in the, the islam makachev sweepstakes definitely trying to keep his name in the conor mcgregor sweepstakes he's been doing that for lord knows how long for like 18 months now i don't know however long he's been in the ufc uh, and and wisely so um Poirier, we're, I, I'm not quite sure. Obviously, I think he he thinks uh, he beats Chandler. You know, keeps up there and talks to uh, to fight Makachev. Um, but yeah, it it is a bit frustrating to sort of see uh, a squatter versus squatter matchup. Um, 
I was just looking at our rankings. So uh, in our in the of the top five guys, it's kind of like Islam. Islam didn't have to fight any of them. That's fine. Uh, except Charles Oliveira. And then Oliveira and Poirier and Dariush, Gaethje. They're kind of, and now Chandler at number six. They're kind of like, they're just kind of in this weird mix where they won't fight anyone outside of that. Also, a lot of them beat up Tony Ferguson, which is kind of messed up. I'm looking at like a lot of these guys like held onto their spot or or bumped, yeah, just by bumping poor Tony Ferguson down. So, um, yeah, I, I, I want to believe, hey, listen, like I said, Mike Chandler, maybe he wins, cuts an A-plus promo, has us instead totally change our minds. Like, oh man, he should get that fight with Islam next instead of uh, Volkanovski. I sincerely doubt that's going to happen, but... You never know. Listen, Michael Chandler has talked himself into a lot of things, and these big knockouts just resonate with people. If he doesn't get Makachev, uh, if he doesn't get Makachev, I think we mentioned maybe he gets the uh, you know maybe he fights uh, Benil Darius something like that. Either way, keeps himself right there, right in that top three, top four range. Um, just one big win away from a title fight. So um, yeah, I don't know. Listen, uh, I, I know it sounds like we're being a little negative, but we just want to you know we want to just remind people that it's sometimes these fights, which are great. And we great on paper, and that's and that's all that should matter. So for the live crowd, the live crowds there, they're not gonna they're gonna be drunk off their asses. They're not caring about ah, it's Dustin Poirier gonna tell shots, Michael Chet. They just want to see these two guys bludgeon each other, uh, and right. that yeah, and that very likely will be what we get, unless Mike, there's uh, an, uh, you know a lot of mixing from the martial arts from Mr. Michael Chandler, possibly. That's true. Hey, listen, if if the mm. prize at the end was was a fight with Conor McGregor, you got no issues with me. I'm in. Like, I'm totally yeah. cool if they do the Dustin fight. Sure. Although I think I know how that would play out. If they want to go <laughs> Conor versus Chandler, the fight's going to be awesome. Like, I'm totally in on that, too. I just don't want to see Benil Dariush get hopped over by one of these guys. Not that they're <laughs> right? not great, because they're great fighters. Yeah. I just... There's other guys that deserve the opportunity to get to the same place at this point. And I just feel like it's going to take forever for these guys to get there. It took Benil Dariush like 10 fights to get to where he's at right now. And he still really hasn't moved too much because he's got the featherweight champion going past him. And I, I give him some of that blame as well, but I'm not going to go down that road. But imagine, uh, rest imagine, of the big I'm, card, go ahead. Imagine Chandler getting two title fights before Benil Dariush gets like one. Like how messed up would that be? <laughs> That'd be crazy. That's up, right? But it could happen. It very could well bear, could um, happen. Easily. Absolutely. Rest of the main card, Frankie Edgar, final fight, taking on Chris Gutierrez, Dan Hooker versus Claudio Puea. Speaking of 155ers, he's getting somewhat of an opportunity, but if he goes out there and just submits Dan Hooker, he's going to be waiting a year and a He's going to be waiting like four years to fight a top five guy <laughs> if he keeps winning. So that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy. I love the fight. It's going to be fantastic, but Hooker. I do want to see. Ooh, all right. So let's go low-key. We'll go to the peeps. Low-key fight fighter storyline outside of the majors. Is this for the peeps? This is for you. This is for me. Okay. I was going to – okay. I'll throw that question up there and I'm just going to throw something in the the, the chat. Anyway, uh, I I am so – there's so many good ones. I I don't want to – I'll I'll narrow it down to two. I'll narrow it down to two, and these are definitely more uh, fights that are the storyline as opposed to necessarily. I think they're going to be bangers. They both could be very good fights. I'm. I really want to know what Dominic Reyes looks like now. Um, I'm glad he took the time off. Uh, you know, listen, the, the three 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 tough losses. I'm counting the John Jones loss because, um, I mean, the mental toll it must have taken to go five rounds with arguably the greatest fighter of all time feel pretty confident that you won and then to just have that you know have that not be the case to hear see the other man's hand raised i don't know how you recover from that um 
I mean, I guess people say, well, it would have been nice if he just gone and won the vacant title when he had the chance, but it's, a, it's easier said than done. Uh, Jan Blahovic is a great fighter too. And then just running into the train, that is Yuri Prohoshka. I'm glad he took time off. Whatever the reasons is, I, I, I'm not sure. Mike, is he nursing injury or just sort of just sort of taking time, right? I think it was just like a reflection. I mean, he got annihilated by Yuri Prohoshka. That yeah. was one of the most brutal knockouts I've ever seen. Yeah. So um probably just need some time to get over that mm-hmm. find his why if you will and just get the light switch back on and then he was off to the races made some changes headed over to danbury connecticut with glover and and them and it seems to have done done wonders for him he's predicting dom 2.0 tomorrow okay yeah and, and listen we hear fighters say this all the time but i am inclined to believe it because i think he is a really talented guy i don't think losing to john jones jan blahovitz and yuri prohachka suddenly like says oh well this guy is never going to be a contender like again, that's that's three champ. He lost to three UFC light heavyweight champions. But what you know? How how can we say he's a he's a bad fighter? Um, he, he doesn't have a lot of mileage on him uh, for MMA. I mean, it's uh, 15 pro fights. Uh, again, he's been in some tough ones. He's been in tough ones. He's had some some tough knockouts. But I mean, if you're, I could see Reyes had like the next four years of his career still having a very very good run. And I don't know, maybe fighting for a title again. But again, I have to see how he looks on Saturday. That's that's why why that fight fascinated me so much. And then of course Molly McCann, Aaron Blanchfield. I, I have been uh, pretty like I have been on on both sides of this as far as like saying I think Molly McCann is better than people think, and I think Aaron Blanchfield um, is. I think people need to pump the brakes a little bit on Aaron Blanchfield because just because just because of her age, you know. And I want to see her in a war. I want to see her in a competitive fight um, against a, an experienced fighter like like Molly McCann. Skill wise, seems like a, a Easy matchup for Aaron Blanchfield, amazing grappler. But I think Molly McCann's gotten better there. I think she can get out of situations without just getting totally like neutralized by Aaron Blanchfield. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll give Aaron Blanchfield a lot of credit if she is able to just like completely dominate in the ground, even if she doesn't finish, because she's had fights already in the UFC where she's dominating the ground and didn't finish. Uh, and I won't hold that against her if that happens again, because I think Molly McCann is so, so tough. She's been submitted before, fine. But um, again, when you're only 23 years old and you're facing someone again who's who's as tough as uh, Molly McCann is, who can hit pretty hard for a 125er, um, you're going to prove a lot to me if you if you can get out of this situation. So I know Aaron Blanchfield's a big favorite, and um, people are just saying like, oh well, you know, she, she this is just someone for her to get her name off of. But I don't look at it that way at all. I think it's a validating fight uh, for for both uh, athletes potentially. Obviously, Molly McCann can silence a lot of the people who think she's just been getting favorable matchups in in london um you know close to close to uh, liverpool um i shouldn't say close my english my uk geography is terrible i think you guys know what i mean it's a i'm i'm a north american i'd say it's in the same country i assume it's right next to each other um but yeah english english crowd very pro molly mccann crowd um so people saying she's just a product of hype and and, and good marketing hey maybe, maybe she is but we get to find out on saturday that's what's great about fighting uh, i think both women have a lot to gain and, and honestly won't be mike you and i have talked about this won't be like devastated like their career prospects by loss they both have they both have things to uh ways directions to go even if they lose again aaron blanchfield only 23 years old molly mccann i think an attraction for the ufc um in england for uh for at least uh, two or three more years molly i mean you you see like short notice opponents and we talk about the risk reward just everything to gain nothing to lose took this fight on a week's notice i feel like that's molly mccann like on a full training camp everything to gain here like if she beats goes out there and finishes aaron blanchfield she is in the mix for just nothing but massive fights in this division like if the ufc wanted to just throw her throw her into a title fight with valentina they could do it 
and not a lot of people would argue with that because there's just nobody there right now. And she's a massive, massive draw right now, especially when they go back to the UK. And if she loses, like it's, she's the biggest underdog on the card. So it's like not the end of the world. She'll still be Molly McCann, the one that we all enjoy watching and listening to. And she'll still be a big star in the UK and she'll still be very popular here. Like, I don't think a loss hurts her that much, but a win is gigantic. And then for Aaron Blanchfield, loss doesn't hurt her that much either. Cause she's 23. She can come up. She can come back. And a win could be a potential eye opener for a lot of people who aren't really aware of who she is. So yeah, I love the match made. I think it's the best match made fight on the entire card outside of the main event. Uh, Ahmed Azaitar Mafravola is going to be absolutely insane. I can't wait for that one. Uh, I think Carolina Kolakevich, Silvani Gomez Juarez will be a lot of fun. I, and low key for me, if you're not to the next one listener, you know how very high I am on Montel Jackson yes. as a up and comer at 135. Happy to see him back for the first time in over a year. Take it on Julio Arce. Very interested to see how he looks. So, The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go to the peeps, Casey. Bring in E. Casey Lyon, the baddest ash in MMA. There, you there he is. There Hi. he is. Look at him. Hi, everybody. Oh, it's kind of bright in here. Uh, I will tell people to send in their questions now. Yeah. Oh, by the way, the poll, uh, 70% Zhang. So, I mean, not as lopsided as I thought. That's not that's true. I guess, I guess it's pretty bad for the if you're, it's the challenger. Yeah, that's the, the, the cha- what do you mean? That's crazy lopsided. <laughs> the champ. Well, we said on top, all, topology. Topology is ninety two percent. Ninety two. That I mean, is lopsided. I don't, and I think that's yeah. accurate. I think that's inc- yeah. perfectly accurate. I think right. you guys. I mean, yeah, yeah. But seven, like seventy percent in the vote. It's like that's lower than that's like a little lower than the actual betting win probability. Right, so right, right. a little more respect in the poll. I think. Hey, that's not our YouTube fans. They know what they're talking about, all right? They're an educated bunch. Mm. <laughs> all right, questions. All right, I'm questions. reminding people to send in questions. All right, people. Now is the time. Spam Let's, your questions. Listen, we'll take a few because we're going to jump back on here tomorrow, right before the first fight, for like almost an hour. And that's all we're going to do is take questions. So we'll get to a few and then we'll take them all tomorrow. Someone to said, me, where do we sit? This is oh, the sorry. craziest line on the card, actually, is the... Oops. Frankie wrestled Cheeto for two and a half rounds. Am I crazy for thinking he has an even better chance to wrestle Gutierrez for the full three, given how massive of a dog he is odds-wise? So if we're going to... 
I don't like this. I don't love this fight at all. Like, it's okay. I was hoping for something more for Frankie Edgar, but... You, you know, I guess I don't know if Chris Gutierrez isn't a name, really. It's, not, it's, just, it's just an opponent. I just don't... Yeah, I mean, I, I just story. don't think a win... Yeah, I, I just don't think a win means that much for him. Like, it gives him a number, but he's just... It almost hurts him more because people are going to be like, oh, you're the jerk who retired Frankie Edgar with a loss. And like, that's what he's going to be known for. So I, it's fine. Like it, it's okay. But Frankie, what's the, I guess the best thing about this fight is that Frankie can win this fight. This is a winnable fight for Frankie. He should be the favorite. I think Frankie should be the favorite. I don't understand why he's such an underdog. Like, tell me I'll why tell you why. Tell I'll tell why. you guys. I'll tell you guys why. Do you guys want to know why? Why? Uh, he's, he's 41 years old. Is that, the, is that, is that all we're going on? It's a big factor. All right. It's a it's a big factor. It shouldn't be everything. Listen, age, age yeah, before it's part, beauty. It's part of it. Age before beauty. Yeah. He's 10 years older than, than Chris Gutierrez. It's we, We're all envisioning a scenario where he gets off to a fine start. Is comp- He wasn't, like, getting killed in the um, Cheeto fight, if I remember. Until he, until he got killed. And that's the thing is there's – and, I, I, you know, again, uh, Gutierrez does not have, like, the reputation. Uh, he had a nice knockout in his last fight. But – doesn't have the reputation of like a home run hitter that like Cheeto has, but he can finish, man. I mean, and again, we're talking about he's 10 years younger, uh, 10 years older than him, excuse me. It sucks. It sucks to say because we still see the skills that he has. Just like with Tony Ferguson. We saw the first round with Michael Chandler. The skills are obviously there. These guys know how to fight. These guys are in great shape for their age. But at the end of the day, you are still 41, someone in common. And that's in just human years. Uh, think about how many fights and wars Frankie has been in. And again, we, unfortunately, we've seen, you know, some some of those returns uh, in a negative way in, in his recent losses. Now, again, I, you're right. There, there's no We shouldn't assume that that's what will happen. But if you're talking about, like, why the odds are the way they are, why he's an underdog, boy, it's hard to bet on. It, it, it sounds like it's hard to it, bet against It sounds uh, like you, you could put any person weighing 135 pounds and you would, you would, pick, you would pick them to beat Frankie Edgar. I, there's I feel a like lot the of way people are talking about Frankie is like, like he's just walking corpse in there that just happened to be 135 pounds. I mean, there's a lot of – well, Frank, in fact, Chris Gutierrez is really good. Chris Gutierrez is not just a body. Let's be straight is here. He, was he top 30? He's a top 30 guy. Yeah. Top, yeah. I, would, I think I'd put him in my top – He's unbeaten well, in his last – Seven fights. Yeah, it's hard to say bantamweight because ban- yeah, if you're top if you're top thirty at bantamweight, that's like being like top twenty in another division because bantamweight is so deep. You know what I mean? It's so deep. Best so yeah, division, probably top thirty yeah. in the sport. It's definitely I think it's the deepest. Yeah, even if people still want to say lightweight is the best, like I think bantamweight is the deepest right now. Especially if you're going across all promotions, it's like holy yeah. crap! Like <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty. Yeah, I have Chris Gutierrez at twenty eight in my rankings, but again, it's a very tight like. The range between him and 20 is not that far. It's just a number of things. Um, so, yeah, I think you could take anyone in the top 30. They're probably going to be favored against Frankie. It is, guess, this is my favorite fighter like, ever. Why are you making me say this? I guess any the last three opponents, even six, seven opponents, eight opponents, nine opponents that Frankie has fought, I think all demolish uh, Gutierrez in the same sure. way. So that's what it, well, you don't think – you think you – think you think he does better against Vera than? I don't know if they demolish him in the same way. I know what you're saying they would they would beat him. I I would pick most of those opponents, but I mean that's again. That's oh, oh, would you pick Pedro Munoz to beat Gutierrez? Uh, I don't know. It'd be pretty close. Be pretty that's close. crazy, oh, man. Yeah. Okay, all right. He's all also right. he's also old. I mean, young. I mean, 36 years young. All right. We'll see. I, I like the fight. I think Frankie can win. I actually think this fight is going to be like the more I thought about it. I still don't love the matchmaking because I don't think it does a ton for Gutierrez if he wins this fight. I think it hurts him in a lot of people's eyes just because it's Frankie. 
But I think if you look at it stylistically, this is going to be a fun friggin' fight because Frankie's going to leave everything in that cage. And Gutierrez is one of those guys that just keeps attacking, just keeps coming forward and keeps pressuring. He's not a fast starter, but he gets better as the fight goes. And Frankie's the exact same way. So I think like come stretch time, if we get to three, that final five minutes is going to be a dog fight. So I think this is going to be, I think this is going to be a fun fight. I think it's, it's going to be fight more too. fun than people think. Gutierrez is the wrong person for Frankie's final fight. That's all. I, I, agree. I, I was not, I was not thrilled. I was not thrilled to see this yeah. matchup. Not, not just because I thought Frankie was going to lose, but like you said, just sort of the name and where they are. And the, it's like, just, yeah, it's felt a bit like a strange choice. Yeah. Like if, if you were going to give a surging out, like if you're going to give kind of a surging contender, the rub and i hate to say this because we would never want to we do want to see frank like adrian yana's would have been a much better choice in this in this situation you know what i mean just because yep. the ufc is already building him up mm-hmm. and then he's got the tony kelly win he got a huge rub off of that and then if he goes out there and just has a good fight with frankie respects him the whole way and then just beats him like i think it does more for him than it does for a guy like chris agree i agree yeah and, and I, i'm not i'm not against giving giving bad fights i mean tough fights for guys on their way out because you know i i i kind of like the japanese mma way of thinking you know like you you go out on a not a stretcher but you go out losing when you retire you know that's kind of how it is but i just don't yeah like yeah yana's i think yana's a, a much much more appealing fight but um yeah here we are and but i, but I, I was just more shocked at the at the uh at the uh line really i i, I was just kind of yeah. shocked at, but good like years but, but, but ak agrees AK, he's 41 he's 41 yeah, so. he's a damn. Like Gutierrez is is the Combat quintessential damn. He, he's a damn. Gutierrez is a damage bar fighter. Like if you're gonna do a, a, a damage bar on these UFC cards, like Gutierrez is the perfect guy to to be like your foil for it because he just wears on you with those with those kicks to the body, the legs. He's and you can prepare for him all you want, and he's like you know what he's gonna do, and he still does it, and it's been really hard to stop. So. Uh, Casey, let me answer one real quick. You don't have to put this one on the screen. Caleb Kai Torres saying, why does Alex say he doesn't like the mixing of the martial arts? What the hell is that all about? Uh, first of all, hashtag keep the martial arts apart. Uh, secondly, if God if God intended for the martial arts to be mixed, uh, he would have made them that way. So there we go. That's all I, that's, uh, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Sorry, I know. Very controversial. Cancel me. Can't, very controversial <laughs> take. Sorry, go ahead. I, I'm going to go. I know I have lots of questions, but this is a question I want to ask you guys. Ooh. You mentioned earlier that the uh, the winner, or um, you said if Carla wins, or she could be fighter female fighter of the year, most likely, right? Or maybe even Zhang wins. I'm not sure. If Carla wins, she wins hands down. Hands in down. my opinion. What about the main event? To me, oh. either winner is most likely the male fighter of the year. Oh, it's very For, possible. If Izzy wins, it's- that's three. If especially if he wins dominantly, that'll be three dominant uh, t- championship. Um, uh, Sword defenses, <laughs> yeah, yes. defenses. Sorry, and Max Perra wins. Obviously, you know, three and zero this year, and kind of coming from uh, MMA obscurity to beating, you know, one, not the goat, but you know, a all time middleweight great. So, is the main event up for male fighter of the year? The it's winner? possible, man. You can make a case for both guys. I think if Pereira wins, he's probably the pick. I think he kind of has it's to be. Fun pick. It'd be so um, fun to write about. Adesanya has a case too. That's, but that song is so dumb. I have a People hard are, time. Yeah. I have a hard time getting Volk, Volk's title defenses out of my brain because those are, I mean, those are two of the all-time best defenses we've ever seen. Just mm-hmm. straight dominance. He pitched two perfect games against 
two very tough individuals. He did to Max Holloway. No one has ever done that to Max Holloway, where you just shut him out. It just dominated him. That was even as as highly regarded as I was as I was after the that I treated the Korean Zombie title defense. The one over Max after like watching it a couple of times, it's just a masterpiece. And I don't know. I don't know if Izzy, like if Izzy goes out there, just run, if he just trucks Pereira and finishes him, like really just it's puts like, a stamp on it. It's in the mix, but folks would be tough to beat for me. Right. It's in, he's in the Islam, mix. He's in the, he's in, he's in there. So maybe not number one. Yeah, I think I, I, I Leon Edwards. I mean, Leon Edwards would, ha- Leon Edwards has a case too. Right. Wait, wait, I mean, knock out of the year. Wait, right? one fight? Knock out of the fights? What is it? Just one. Just the one. Just one fight? Just nah. the one. Yeah. No, no, no. He's getting both. I guarantee nah. you he's going to be in our top five. He'll be, be in top, top five for, yeah, that, yeah, that kick, but, nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, yeah. Our friend, Forrest Daniels. Ooh. Sheesh. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I, I, I don't have, I don't. Is there a lock? I was going to say outside. Like a lock per se. Okay. But I feel like Zhang is the most confident pick I have on the whole card. Yeah. I mean, I would say Zhang. So let me think. Outside of Zhang. Outside of Zhang. Oh, this is a really well matched up card. Like I would. My, this is a really, really well matched up card. Uh, I, you know what? No, I'll say it. I'll say Montel, it. I'll, say I'll it. go with Montel Jackson. I'll oh, go with Montel wow, Jackson. Oh, wow. Really? I feel very, what, that was one of my toughest I feel. Picks. I feel like. I feel like he's going to beat Julio Arce. I'm going to say I, I'm a believer in Nico Nagamarianu. I think I think that would be my other a, a lock. It's a lock. Wow. Wow. A lock of the night. Wow. Not, listen, wow. I'm not dazzled. I'm not dazzled by Carlos Elberg's flawless chin and godlike physique. Okay, uh, as magnificent as it is, I still think there's a bit of smoke and mirrors there. And I think Nico's legit. I think Nico is a legit contender. Again, the lock is, is Zhang Weili. If I was, if you're really like, I have twenty dollars, I have to pick one fight. It's Zhang Weili over Carlos Barza. I'm no question. But I just want to go outside that because we've talked about that a lot. I think I'd go Nico. My other one, maybe Andre Petrosky. But Terman is a bit of a wild card. Like I don't think Wells and Terman is bad. I think Andre Petrosky is really good. I think that's my thing. I'm very high on Petrosky as like being a top fifteen guy um, at some point in 2023. Um, but I think like one term is sneaky. So I'll, I'll stick with Nico. I think Nico Nego Marianu is my non. Zhang Weili lock, but don't bet on MMA, please. All right, anything else? Oh, oh, Remember, mine's, uh, we're doing uh, an hour this morning. Mine's uh, uh, Aaron Blanchfield, or actually, or Zhang, Zhang and Aaron Blanchfield, locks. Yeah. You'd pick uh, Casey. You'd pick Aaron Blanchfield against Godzilla. We already know this. She can fight anybody. You're picking her. Well, if, if Monaghan's okay. nickname is Godzilla, then yeah, sure. <laughs> I just I, I, the only thing is my, my thing with uh, Blanche Wells. I feel a little bit her the way I feel about her um, as Tatiana Suarez going to the Nina Ansaroff fight. Not that I'm saying Molly McCann is Nina Ansaroff, but but I do think I remember when there was a, like Tatiana was going oh, to destroy Nina Ansaroff, and we you know we saw like kind of how how much she had to round out her game. So that's what I'm saying. Before we anoint anyone as like oh, there's definitely going to be a champion. I say I think that's about Makayev too, by the way. Um, let's see. I need to see them just test it a little bit. I need I need to see them in a real scrap. Like, 
Um, so that's, that's kind of where I am with it. But I, I get it. I, I, I wouldn't <laughs> bet against Aaron Way to go on a limb. Way to go on a limb. They need to prove everything first before I say anything about them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what I said this many times on many shows. What is the rush to predict things? I don't understand. What is like? No, you don't get a cookie. For like, oh, oh, I was right they, about they, Charles. Are we predicting fights here? Aren't we previewing listen, the fight card? Listen, aren't we talking here's about how that? Much, here's, how much, here's how much money <laughs> I made. Who do you have in the main event? Hey, hey, hey. I'm not here to predict things. Listen, here's how much money I made and here's how like uh, from from no no here's how much money I made from predicting that Charles Oliveira would win the lightweight title and defend it against Poirier and defend against Gaethje zero zero predictions are great oh great they're fun nobody cares I'm sorry nobody cares that they I mean they're fun to listen to I'm glad people are with us and making their, we love your predictions listeners I'm glad you listen to ours but like I don't know what the rush is to be like Makayev is going to be a two division champion or Aaron these people are so young they're so young. How many times do we need to see people in combat sports like hit this wall? Like we've seen it a million times. We've seen the opposite too. We've certainly seen some people live up to their potential and just run right through that wall. But I don't understand what the rush is to be like, yeah. oh, anyone, anyone who says so-and-so isn't going to be a future champion is remember crazy. That, remember like, the, hype, remember how, the hype after oh. Izzy's first fight in the UFC or sure. even, even when he got signed? Sure. It's like there was reason. There was a reason. There was. There was. He's a, lot, but he's a, a much different case than a Makayev or, a, or a Aaron Blanchfield. Uh, Izzy was pretty Makai unexperienced in MMA coming in. Hmm? Izzy was very inexperienced in MMA coming in. Coming to the UFC? What, what was he coming to the UFC? He was at least... What was he? Oh, 12 and... Oh, 10 and... 12? 11 and 0. 11 and 0, yeah. He yeah. was 11 and 0? Oh, I thought he was wrong, I thought he was wrong 4 or 5. Or, no. Okay. Yeah, and you, but you could say t- t- counting Makayev's like you know amateur experience. I guess technically he's more experienced than Izzy was coming into. Well, and, and that's why a lot. Yeah, that's why Makayev has a lot of hype behind him because of all the amateur yeah. experience. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yes, sure. Uh, his pro record does not tell his story. Yeah. Uh, I don't like this question, but longtime user, so I'm gonna throw it up there. Longtime commenter. Does Carla Sparza hold all the power if she beats Zhang Weili? It's still crazy that all Weili had to do was beat a retired Joanna to get the title shot. No? No. <laughs> no. She, the answer is no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's downplaying also the very close fight that Zhang had with uh, Rose, the second fight. It's not like so to yeah. say it's all she did was beat a retired Joanna is not the case. Joanna was not retired. She trained yeah, for a yeah, fight yeah, against Wei Li yeah. and he got knocked out cold. Then she, then then Joanna was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna call it a day. This wasn't yeah. a retirement fight no. for Joanna. And <laughs> it wasn't like everyone was saying, I, I know going to that fight, there was smart there were people, smarter people than me picking Joanna to win that fight. That thought Joanna yeah. had a chance to win Easily. that fight. Yeah. yeah. So it was not, it's easy now we see like the knockout. We're like, oh yeah, there's, again, a retired Joanna and she killed. Oh, by the way, I thank you, Joseph Bosa, for the question. We're not, we're not giving you crap. We're just like, you know, it's not you. It's that now there's, a, I know there's a lot of people who are kind of saying that same kind of thing that like, oh, who did Zhang, what did Zhang really do? It's like, she beat like the greatest strawweight of all time. She knocked her ass out. <laughs> she beat her twice. Yeah. Um, maybe the second version of, of her again wasn't the, the same one that went to war with her the first time. But or it's maybe still that was a, very, a much better version of Zhang. Yeah. A very very high level fighter who, by the way, and we talked about this on other shows. If if she was paired up with Carlos Barza, there's people who would pick Joanna to beat Carlos Barza. So that win oh, does yeah. not mean. Yeah. That win does not. That win still holds a lot of weight. Listen, there's the answer to your question is if Carlos Barza wins, she's fighting Amanda Lamos, hundred percent. That's mm. what's happening. Yeah. And we think if she loses, she might fight Amanda Lemos. Right? I'm gonna, picking – she's fighting Amanda yeah. Lemos no matter what. You're she right. That, said, is, yeah, that, that was my auto pick. Yeah. She might end up fighting she's Amanda Lemos. Yeah. Win or lose, she's fighting Amanda Lemos. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I'm not sure what it means hold all the power because I, I think as a champ, she she'll still have very relatively little power, even like as call a champ. the shots. Maybe yeah, I don't think she's I, gonna have Eddie. I, honestly, yeah, I agree. Uh, if Jean gets on the microphone and calls out Rose Namajunas, if she wins, that's not power. That's just the fight they're gonna make anyways. But she has a. She'll have more. Yeah, she'll have more of a of a swing, if you will, than than Carla will. She's gonna get booed out of the building if she calls for that third rose fight. So it de- de- depends. It depends how she if she. I mean, obviously she'll win, and um, depends how she wins though. If it's um, no Zhang, yeah, Zhang wins. She's calling our rose. Oh, Zhang. No, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Of course, I'm sorry, Mike. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, Carla. Yeah, that makes sense. please don't. Yeah, don't do that, Carla. Don't. <laughs> Poor Carla. Let what it, did Carla do? Let's. No, let it simmer a little bit. Just let it simmer a little bit. Yeah, Go yeah, fight let, Amanda Lemos. Let, let, yeah, let Rose get a win, another win, and so we can kind of wipe that taste away, and then 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 they can eventually do the trilogy. I think, but you can't. I don't think you, can, yeah. you can't run it straight back of Rose the very next fight. That would just no, 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 no. Um, I, 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 even even if Zhang, if she wins, I, I really hope. I, I I I hate I hate I hate champions defending as people off losses. I just hate that. And that's what, that's what it would be if Rose gets a title shot. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I feel do, that. Do, do. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I kind of know the answer to this, but we. we. Yeah. So Dan I'll, Hooker fighting for his job in the UFC. If he loses 0 3 in his last three, 1 and 5 in his last six. Nope. What do you think, AK? I want to hear Casey. Casey, you said pretty strongly no. Yeah, big no. Yeah, I say no as well. Big, big, a big no, a big, big no. Uh, he, no, yeah, oh yeah, no, no, I agree. He won't. He, he definitely won't be released right away. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's gonna be released right away. Um, Islam was what short notice, right? Yeah, yeah Islam short, short notice. Short notice. Short notice. Short notice. Arnold Allen just should not have gone. He just was just ill fated. Just again, that was just kind of a weird. Re- yeah. He, he kind of said as much in um, uh, on the MA hour. We're talking to Ariel. So, sort of like. Uh, you know, no, no one stopped me from dropping down to 145, but it wasn't like encouraged. I think he was saying like, they, they kind of just like, I wanted to do it. And they just kind of said like, okay, right. Listen, you know, that's fine. And, and, it, and like you go, you, you want to talk his, his losing streak and, and he beat, and he, he won a fight in between. He beat a he quality did. opponent with Nasrat. So he yep. lost it, lost to Arnold Allen, top five potential title contender. Mm-hmm. Lost to Islam Ajev, the best. Champion. Lost yeah. to Michael Chandler, top five. Justin yeah. Poirier, former champ, top five. I mean, come on. It's like. Yeah. Now, now if he loses to Poyas, his next fight, however, you know, that's another story. But um, but as far as his 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 UFC job is not on the line tomorrow night. No, yeah, not yeah, I don't think so. But yeah, it'll be it'll be one more after. Yeah, it'll be one more. Yeah, he's still popular, and beating Dan Hooker still means something right exactly. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, oh, we've been talking so long. Scott McCray has to get out of here. So, yeah. Yes. Bye, Scott McRae. <laughs> Bye, Scott. Yeah, I think we got to. <laughs> listen, I, I have to literally hop on a plane in 12 hours. So, okay. Uh, uh, we got a lot yeah. going on. Let me see what else we got. Uh, uh, oh, this is your chance. What's your What's our favorite oh. prelim on the, the ones, you know, for the casuals who only tune in for the main fights? You go, you know, hey, are guys. Are we talking. Are sorry. we talking like lower, lower prelim? Lower, yeah, lower prelims? Yeah, let's, let's go, you know. Uh, be the, the bottom half of the card. I'll say one, two, three, four. I think, man, I love the Jackson RSA fight. I'm going with a Zaitar for Vola because that is just yeah. going to be ridiculous. That's good the, stuff. 
It's just slamming, just slamming fists and faces till somebody falls. That's what's gonna. That's what that fight's gonna be. I already know what Casey's gonna pick. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's not, and it's not a bad pick either, by the way. Yeah, I'm um, gonna we'll go with uh, uh, Carolina versus Selena Gomez. No, Silvina. Silvana. Silvana. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. They would. That fight would not be in the prelims <laughs> if it was Selena Gomez. Oh, yeah, no. Silvana Gomez Juarez. Um, she's a great in her first two fights in the UFC. Uh, she, she looks like she has like heavy, heavy hands, and uh, Carolina likes to bang. So uh, I think that's gonna be just an exciting brawl. Ho- hopefully. We'll see. That's, but that, that, that's the prelim fight, I think. And I think I'm it's going to be I'm kind of Carolina. a coming out party for Juarez. Oh, do you? Oh, I'm picking Carolina. No, no. no. Oh, that's fine. I mean, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I like yeah, the R.C. Jackson. Well. Sorry, uh, Casey, can I squeeze one in from Twitter? Yes. Someone DM'd me a question, yeah. actually. I, I meant Go to read it. it. This is from our, our pal, Javon Johnson. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of a strange question, but maybe maybe a good one. It's so bizarre. Maybe it's a good one uh, to, to be one of our last few questions here. Uh, so uh, he says... Uh, Javon says, if Izzy slaps a sub on Pereira halfway through round one, and I guess finishes him with a submission, will MMA fans discredit Izzy's win because it wasn't a striking battle? I, th- <laughs> I think we could see a side of Izzy we've never seen. He could backpack Pereira and make him look like he doesn't belong. Ooh. I'll tell you something. It sounds like I'll, there are some. I, Javon, it's a strange question. I guarantee you, though, some fans would say that. Some fans would say, oh, he was scared some, to strike with him. He will, was scared to strike be, with him. Way to will win there be the some? Yeah, there'll be some, but that won't be like... I'd be the It won't be one. like 276. It won't be like 276 when like the majority of people thought... And I don't agree with this, by the way. I defended Adesanya after UFC 276. Mm-hmm. I, did, I was not part of the, of the majority. Who's the opponent that one? Felt, that was, that was the Cannoneer fight. Cannoneer. And everyone was like, oh, he's just a boring fighter. And, left every, and people were leaving the building and all that stuff. Like... I, that's different than you just going out and flash subbing somebody like that'd be i think the reaction would just be nuts it'd be Let, not like yuri against glover but it would be pretty close where it'd just be like wow i can't believe what just happened people left the building because izzy is so gosh darn dominant and so yeah. smart defensively that's why they left the building because they, they knew it was like well can there is not going to take a chance he's not he's not willing to get knocked out so we know it's going to happen that's why it was boring it wasn't boring because of Izzy, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah. let, let me let me say uh, because if that happened, that would be amazing. And uh, like you know, the way Twitter is now, anyone can buy a checkmark. If you see a tweet from a verified Alexander K. Lee account, first of all, make sure like the L in there isn't like a you know a uppercase right, I right. or one or something. And it would say something to the effect of like hashtag Keep the martial arts apart, uh, Izzy, you coward or something. That's not me. Okay, that's not really me. It probably sounds like something I would tweet. Please do not retweet that. Don't at me if you think that I, you know, but I could, I could see that reaction. Um, and I admittedly would think it was very funny if someone, and flattered if someone uh, did that to me. But uh, no, I don't think, um, I don't think the reaction would be that negative. You're always going to have haters. You're going to have someone, some, some wackadoodle out there who's like, oh yeah, he, he didn't want to strike with them. He was, he knew he couldn't beat them on the feet. So he mixed the martial arts. But I think most of us would be like, <laughs> holy crap, is he just submitted, just submitted this guy. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm optimistic. He MMA in an MMA match in an MMA yeah. fight. Yeah, what a jerk. I'm optimistic. But hey, is he? By the way, is he lied in the in the in the pre-fight buildup? He kept he kept calling himself a white belt. He's not a white belt. He's a purple belt. He got a purple <laughs> belt against freaking Andre Galvao like just a couple it's years mind ago. Games. Mind yeah. games. Is he? Is he's actually like he, he's he's actually a pretty decent decent jujitsu player. He just doesn't need to use it in fights. Just had he just hasn't had to yet. Um, uh, but. Uh, 
I would honestly, as much as I want to see a knockout, I would love the storyline of him just backpacking uh, Pereira and then yeah, choking him out or right? whatever. It'd be cool. I, I would love cool. that. And, yeah. and wouldn't we think even more highly of Izzy? Like we're like, oh, now like he, because I think when, even like uh, the the other really good middleweight, Anderson Silva. Every once in a while, when he went to the ground, he it turns out, oh my god, he's actually a super good, he's a super good jujitsu player too. It's just he isn't. That's not his go-to. He doesn't. It's not what he's, his preferred way of um, damage. So, um, but uh, yeah, I would love to see that actually. I wouldn't be against yeah. it. I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see the same kind of fight as the Cannon Air fight. No, 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 no. And by the we way, do, let we, me just one yeah. last thing on this: if Steph Curry has a wide open three, he's going to take the damn three. Like that's his. That's his thing. If you just be like, okay, you're just going to leave me wide open, he's going to shoot the three. He's not going to dribble behind his back and just play games and then do like a triple jump moonsault slam dunk because that's a low percentage shot for him. He's going to take the damn three points. And if Jared Cannonier wants to give him a wide open three, Izzy's going to hit it and he's going to win 50-45. Like, if you give him the win, he's going to take it. And you, you can't blame him for that. You cannot blame him for that. Oh, Last question. I actually like this question. If Carla wins and has three wins over the two women who beat Joanna twice each, does that make Carla the strawweight goat? No. Is it still is it still Joanna? Yeah. That is that's a good question. Yeah. That's some that's some serious she, MMA math. But Carla, but Carla fought Joanna, and we know what happened. Yeah, so but then Joanna, Joanna like, left the sport once she found out as far as it was champ. You know, yeah. Joanna, <laughs> you know, it's right there. What if they had fought again, Mike? <laughs> yeah, uh, That's not the in fight my I always yeah, wanted. You know what? Not in my eyes. Not in my eyes. I, I'd be, I'd still be riding the Joanna train. But hey, uh, yeah, if, as far as a winning. I'm sorry, it opens up all kinds of questions. I'll tell you that right now. Opens that up some questions, answers some other questions. My, mine is an injury, a pre-existing injury that Zhang, ha, that Zhang has, or she just twists her ankle walking into the cage. God, I just, for me, as far as winning, will by far be a much bigger upset. I know this is weird to say, a much bigger upset than when Nunes uh, lost to Pena. Because to me, Pena had a path to victory, a clear path to victory. Yeah. I don't see a path to victory for Esparza. That's the, that's the issue. I I can yeah. yeah oh well I don't know I yeah no no I know I said earlier uh, I'll step I'll stop by what I said and say it's still a notch below but I get what you're saying yeah yeah it's not 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 ranking wise or like quality of fight just fighter versus fighter eyes. yeah how they match up yeah. yeah I always thought Payne had a clear path to victory I just do not see how Esparza can beat Zhang uh, Wiley on the ground and um yeah but. All right. It's, it's, it's a fight that it's a fight to make. It's a fight that makes sense. Anything right. else, gentlemen? Well, that's it. Yeah, we are I'm done. Excited. Uh, excited. Lots happening tomorrow, five fifteen Eastern time. Uh, that's when the People's Pre-Fight Show is happening. So just gonna answer all your questions. Don't know who the panel is gonna be. I know for sure Casey's gonna be there, uh, and I think Jed's gonna be there. I don't know if I'm gonna be there or not. We'll see. Uh, then the watch party, ladies and gentlemen. Myself and GC, we're taking over Ariel Studio. 9.45 p.m. Eastern. I cannot wait. Let's watch the fights together, everybody. If you want to buy the pay-per-view, watch with us. Cool. If you don't want to buy the pay-per-view and just want to find out what's going on with us, all the same. So for Casey, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. 
to quote the great John Anik, one last sleep, baby. We'll see you tomorrow. One more sleep. Crap. Screwed it up. Sorry, John. <laughs> All right, we're starting the show over. Let's do it again. <laughs> Run it back. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.